keep them moving. You know, this song has so many meanings today for so many people. Mahalia Jackson, I guess this morning. Mahalia, I'm thinking about you and this song. You recorded this about five years ago. Now, I've known you since about 1946. That'd be about 17 years you've known one another, Mahalia. That's right. I think about this song, Keep Them Moving, and uh, you, your recognition as an internationally known artist, a black woman, a singer of gospel songs, spirituals, mm -hmm. and you're involved, you're behind this big freedom rally at McCormick Place, it's May 27th, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Martin Luther King will be there, and Dick Gregory, and Al Hibble, and Dinah Washington, and Reverend Abernathy. I'm thinking about you and this song, Keep a Moving. What does this song, what meaning does this song have for you today? Well, you got to keep moving, and you got to have heart, and you got to just suffer, but you got to keep on moving. Because uh, the world, is, as the songs say, the world is, there's so many people is, is, is trying to, to move. They got to just keep pushing their way. And then there's so many people is ready to move, ready to, to, to come up out of poverty, come up out of uh, uh, oppression. And uh, that's the meaning of it. You, you, you're trying to tell the world you got to have a, 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 a real heart, a real soul, a real uh, feeling of, of, of love in your heart. And only love can do this if, when you keep trying to move. You got to move on to, to success and, and, and to love each other. Well, this is, uh, in a way, I suppose, what Reverend Martin Luther King's uh, feeling is all about, because the nonviolent movement that it's pretty difficult, though, isn't it, Mahalia? I mean, no. uh, isn't this difficult? It's uh, so you know, sad. It's so sad. Difficult it's to, uh, you can't turn, it's rough to turn a cheek, isn't it? Oh, well, that's his teaching, uh, you know, and I, I, I have gone along with it uh, pretty much and following his leadership. But, you know, uh, it's pretty hard to, to, for somebody to keep on knocking you down and you... And you, he keeps saying to stick to it. I know he's right, but you kind of get a little angry there, you know. Yeah. And um, especially when they put the, the little children in the jail and uh, putting dogs on people. And the thing that hurts me so bad is down south where I was raised at New Orleans, Louisiana, and worked with the white people down there, and they would go off these rich white people, and leave their children in my hands. And I would raise them and give them the bottle and nurse them, almost nurse them for my own breast, and uh, love their children with all my heart. Not because I was getting paid, because they didn't pay nothing. But today, when my mind looked back over that, and I thought New Orleans was the greatest country in the world, and my mind looked back over, over things like that and how I loved these children and took care of these people's children better than some of those mothers did. And the day they can take these little bit of black relatives of mine and throw water on them and keep them out of school, this is pretty hard, you know? You know, you know Maddie, I'm thinking hard. of something you said, because I know you've told me this before, when you were nursing the little white children, you were practically mother to them. Sure. Now, here are these little kids now. They are now about 18, 19. These little white kids now. Who oh, do you think they are Some of them are men. Today? They're older than They're that. They're men. But what are they doing now, these men? That's what I like to know. I wonder if they one of the mobs down there. Well, I'm asking you this. I don't. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know what some of them are doing now. I hear from uh, a few, very few, uh, through an old aunt of mine, about 80-some years old. Uh, one of the ladies she used to work for still come around to see her, but I don't know what the rest of them are doing. See, I'm trying to figure out something here, Mahalia. Because when I went back yeah. home one time <laughs> uh, in New Orleans, they, a lot of the white people had heard about me, and some of them had came up to Newport, up, up, up around Boston, up around Lenox, you know, all those places. In Rhode Island, they had heard me, and it seemed like they were proud of me. That's another thing <laughs> that puzzles me. I don't know, this thing, it's, it's peculiar. Um, when I'm on the stage and, and on television and working with white people, they just hug me and love me and say I'm so wonderful and I'm so great. And then when I'm walking down the street like an ordinary citizen, they don't uh, rec uh, recognize me. And when I go into the department store in the South, they, uh, I can't get a sandwich, I can't get a bottle of pop, I got to stand, I can't even get a cab. And I'm just the Mahalia Jackson that they got through saying how wonderful I am. What, what, I don't understand this. What, yeah. what make people act like that? Well, this is the big question, Mahalia, the split in people. That's why I was coming back to you and I'm sure many Negro women did in the South, nurse the white baby. Now the white baby grows up. Nurse and cook their food. And cook their food. If Negroes food. was evil and nasty, these people are saying yeah. there, they could have poisoned up a nation of them. Yeah. Well, we didn't think yeah. of doing that. Like, and, and, and love them. Honest to God, uh, just actually love them. They're glad to be working and at, the, at the time for our, you know, I, I believe most of our people I'm not interested so much in mingling with uh, socializing with these white people like they think because if you, you may not know this, you white, you may not know this, but there can be one Negro where there's 50 white, and if another Negro come in, they go right to that Negro. They don't try to, they're not interested in that. Only thing we are interested in is equal rights mm. where we can yes. make a living to survive. You understand? And to have an education. Only the grace of God that has brought me thus far, being an unlearned woman, uh, uh, not able. And what was I going to try to learn for down there? It was, no, it was no work for me. If I'd have got a chance to go to college, there was nothing for me to do but still push the white people's buggy, their babies, and clean their babies, and clean their house. It's just, it's just since I've been up north, a little bit, a little bit of opportunities open. And when I come here, what I did, I had to work on the north side on Sheridan Road and them hotels and, and the factories and uh, and uh, laundries and being a maid. So, it and it, 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 it's the same thing. You you imagine? It's like I told you one time. After I come here and had been here so long and tried to get a, a breaks. I realized what it used to be when I used to see them put a stave in the ground and put a, cha a rope around a, the mule's neck. He could just go just so far and he got, had to eat just around that thing. You know, remember when I told you that yeah, and yeah. when I had, uh, when I was on, got a break on television and looked like somebody told the people on television, this ain't the thing to do put a Negro on television, yeah. and finally the, the sponsor at the council, the program, 
And nobody on television ever got as much mail, and you know that I got. And they put me, it looked like they wrote this part. They said it couldn't be true. That was given an idea to the sponsor. They said it couldn't be true. A Negro couldn't be on television. And finally, the next yeah. thing, the man yeah. put me off. They put you off. I remember, they had you this know story it. you tell about the stave on the ground and like a mule. As far as you area, can go. You go around a certain area, you can go no further. No further. And it's this particular thing of going beyond this narrow circle. That then you've gotten out of your place. Yeah, you know, you've gotten place. out of your place. But, You've gotten, uh, 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 you know. But now something obviously is happening, uh, not only in Birmingham and Nashville, but obviously it's happening. And it's the young, man, the high school kids. You notice this among, it's the well, young why? kids. It's well, young, I, of course, yeah. uh, you, being white, you don't know. The children look at their mother and father that has worked, the, the, the sharecroppers. The sharecroppers mean that when they work on the plantation, the, the, they're supposed to get half and the white men get half. And when they come up, they, they they don't have nothing at the end of the year. They just keep on sharecropping and and no no gain. And uh, they look at their mother and father washing and ironing and working, trying to send them to school. And you know, a child from the age of four or five years old get this inferior feeling. And this thing just has burst out. Well, my mother and my mother's mother took it. As, uh, my younger people, they don't feel like they want to. I feel like, uh, to tell you the truth, they say they'd rather be dead, some of them. And so I, I said to him, I said, well, do you realize, as I talk to the young people, do you realize that you, you're almost fighting a losing battle? They say, how you mean? I said, well, you have no, the coats in the South is against you. The coats in the South is against them. You know that. I don't. The laws may be there, but they're not carrying it out, and uh, they have no ammunition to fight. I said, "Do you realize?" Well, we. They say, "Well, do you realize living like this, we're losing just the same." That's the way these young people and are thus feeling. Thus, there's this passion. This, 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 uh, and this thing that Negroes used to do that the white men used to say that uh, they weren't fit to live with other with other people because they fought each other. I think that was that hate, that there was that fear that they they wanted to fight for freedom. They wanted to get loose, and maybe they just took it out on each other. But the day that unchanged that, yeah. they're fighting yes. from the roots, from whence yes. making them feel like this. But you were talking about your experience in Mahalia. Here you were, uh, known on the stage, and suddenly you were just another black woman walking down the street. Not well, look, served. I had been here in Chicago <laughs> for many years. They didn't know me until nineteen. 19- uh, till I got on television. I had been in, I've been here 35 years. And they come talking about I'm something new. I've been to Europe and everywhere. You know, I want to, I want to ask you, Mahalia, listen, this is a friend of yours, Reverend Ralph Abernathy, who is going to be at your rally on the 27th. Now, Reverend Abernathy, he, it's a sermon he's offering. We're cutting in the middle of a sermon. I think the, it's a Negro congregation somewhere in the South. And you listen to his experience. I want to ask you oh, to comment on this. he's a wonderful this. man. Listen to this experience as he talks mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. What were you saying, Mahalia? You were commenting as you were listening to this just now. Yes, Lord. That, that is another thing. Some of us are feeling that we are better than others. I try to tell her just what he has said because it's true. And uh, we, until we get together as one nation and love each other, if we have education, try to help the other one to better ourselves, we will never rise above. That's a proven thing, as I told them in church the other Sunday. If they think 
because they got PhDs and I haven't got it. You can look back when they, this great, our great Negro leader has, that has tried to keep peace to, uh, what is his name there, in the, in the um, Ralph Bunch, almost an ambassador. When he tried to send his boy to school, to the white school, they put him out when they found out he was a Negro. Didn't care if he was Ralph Bunch. Mm. Well, now that'll show all of us that we got to stick together. This is the point you were talking about earlier. The experience that Reverend Abernathy's talking about in the plane, I suppose, is one that you've shared many oh, times. Oh, many yeah. times, just like I said. Well, you do have a whole seat to yourself, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if, sure, I do. Just like he said, if they find out they can't find a place yeah. to sit, they, then they find it. Well, that you get a lot of comfort there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank the Lord for that. <laughs> but it's, it's such a thing like this. Uh, now, like, I've been to Europe. And I'm telling you the truth. God forgive me for lying, but I did. But I would not tell the truth. Every newspaper person, or the press, or the radio, that asked me, how was I being treated because I was in the South? Uh, are, you being, uh, do, are you being treated right because you're black? How do you fare in America because you're black? Well, I felt like this. I said, well, I'm being treated all right. I said, uh, I have a hard time, but not because I'm black. Well, I said that because I had love for my country, and I said it because I felt that nobody else could come in and solve the problem. We got to fight this thing among ourselves. Yeah, here, of now, course. I did that, you know, but that man looked at me, and those people looked at me, and they knew I was lying. They must have thought I was one of these uh, kind of Negroes that, um, that felt like I was all right because I was a success in singing. I felt like I was, I was safe with I, I never felt like that. I just, not a person that tried to, a house that divided cannot stand. And I gave my love here and I gave it there. And, and, some, and I did that. But I didn't want him to think that I was lying because of that. I was just lying for peace sake and God forgive me. But I did it, all right. And here, I come back here and here they, um, they uh, killing up, they, 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 they pouring the holes and unkilt up our, children and everything. It's so hard. I'm thinking, though, about these young kids, though, who have this spirit and this hope and this joy and this courage. These young kids, here are three kids, these voices. These are three little girls, high school kids from Nashville. And the song that you sing so often, here's the way they sing it. Listen to the way they sounds they sing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when did you first, when did you first hear this song, the one they sing, Hold On? Oh, I've heard this song um, all my life, and that's more to the roots of the old way of, of us singing. We used to sing it in the church. And uh, I noticed they changed just a few for the freedom. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, that's the way we used to sing, Real, even slower than that. And uh, that was a song of hope to hold on. The slaves uh, used to sing that. I used to hear my, my father and my aunt and my Mother and them just hum that song. Just hum it? Yeah. Like, uh, hold on. You could just hear them on it like that. Maybe you wouldn't even hear the words. Uh, just hear them just mourn it, you know. And, uh, like song, I know my road gonna fit me well. 
I tried it all at the gates of hell. That's something they were they were feeling that that they would overcome in the spirit and live on with the Lord when that song was created. A song of faith, a song of hope. Somehow you feel, even though there were slaves at times singing it, they were talking about heaven here on earth, that freedom. It seems these kids, the little girls we heard, are making it become a reality now. They sing Well, I'll tell you, what comes from the soul, the soul is a language that only one soul, the other soul that can feel, it, it yeah. penetrates. And sometimes in a, in, in a groan, in a moan, in a groan, that's why you catch Negroes sometimes don't have words to say. Their vocabulary isn't big enough. But the groans of their heart, God understands it. And so it's the humming. Yeah, that's why moan. you catch them always moaning and groan. When there's no more words to say, yeah. they moan and they groan. Well, often I hear you... Eh, as you let Same. the word end, it's always you pick a it up mm-hmm. that way. There, as you just, I know there's no piano here, and just that phrase you were doing earlier of keep mm-hmm. your hand on the plow, the way yeah. you're doing it. Well, thing. I can. Uh, Sometimes when I'm burdened, uh, the thoughts go through my mind, uh, but uh, the the groan comes out of my soul, my for deliverance. And ever was a person that feel that there are time for us to have our freedom and deliverance. Mm-hmm. I think that. It is now, and I and not only I, I, you know, I'm a woman of prayer, and I believe that uh, prayer will change things if we get up and help ourselves. I'm not one of these type of people that tell God to bring me the mountains, and I got my good hands and feet and don't get up and walk to it. Mm-hmm. I believe in that's the reason I'm trying to raise this money, and it's so bad that those white people down south, fast as we raise the money, why my God, we're making the south just rich. Fast as we raise money from all over, they just put the people in jail and consume that money back. That's, they're smart. They're smart. They <laughs> intend to keep you down like that. But you know something? God is, anytime God delivered the children of Israel and divided the water and let the, Moses lead the children over the Red Sea, there's a God somewhere. And no man on earth is able to, to keep people in bondage because God created this, this earth for man. Uh, and he didn't say, well, you're black or white. Yeah, but those walkers aren't hurting any. No, those indeed. They, any, that's any. right. They better get up and, 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 and walk and, and continue to walk, fight and pray. I don't never tell them to stop praying because there's a power that's greater than mine's and yours. And I believe it. I know it can. I just know it can move well, mountains. Well, the church, you said fight and pray. The church in Negro life is more than just a church. I mean, it's a church for worship. The church is also the center, is it not, of yes, all activity. The so church, the church today is is preaching salvation, but they're really preaching it now. Yeah. What it really means, you know, when God, when our Savior came, now He didn't come down here just to uh, to tell people uh, to to believe on Him. He He fed, He, he healed the sick, and 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 He He healed uh, the blind, and He raised the dead. He did things for people. So salvation and the and and the Word of God can do things for you. Mm-hmm. It can open doors for you. And I know it can start. Look what it's done for me. And my people, has, is, is, we're coming along, but my God, we're coming along so slow till we're choking. Yeah. Yeah. Mahalia, uh, earlier you spoke of nursing the uh, little white babies. You know, There's a song you sing called Brown Baby that Oscar Brown, the young Chicagoan, wrote. You know, when Oscar I made Brown this Jr. song, I just cried. 
So I think here's, here's a, a variation on the theme. This is uh, not a spiritual, not a gospel, just a ballad, Brown Baby. Yes. You know, Mahalia, two thoughts occurred to me as I heard you singing a song. One, the way you sing this ballad, written by Oscar Brown in our time, has the feeling of a, a spiritual, you're saying, city, you gave it a spiritual, city called heaven feeling. Well, that's, that's uh, I think, maybe the writer may not say so, but that's the plantation and slave cry, uh, like city called heaven. And like, uh, um... What Moses say? Sooner we'll be done with Sooner. the trouble of the world. Those are the those are the songs the slaves sing, and I I believe that the, the writer, which is a Negro, couldn't help from having that primitive feeling, and so it was easy to sing. I I just took the words when I heard the thing and went on and sung it in the studio. When it made it like that, and so you gave and it got to crying about it because uh, I do want to I I I, I want to see my people. Be respected, not be called men. You know, it's the most distasteful thing to hear a white man call your man, your husband, or your brother a boy. Like he's that he's no boy. He's a man like anybody. And 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 his head can be as white as he is, or he can be as young. He still call him a boy. That's disrespect. That's the height of of uh, of ignorance. Of what I was saying. Uh, complete ignorance um, for people to, to treat people like that. It's awful. It just hurts me. And I'm so hate about it. It keeps me praying, you know, for the Lord not, not to let hate get in my heart. You know, our friend. But Big, it's so hard. Our friend Big Billy saying, When will I get to be called a man? Yeah. When will I get to be called a man? Is yeah, a song. That's right, and, yeah. And I go down south sometime and they stop me on the highway, say, gal. You know, and uh, some of them, they don't say that. One man was going, uh, young Professor Fry, uh, had a bum ticket or something. One was going too fast. And this man told him down in Virginia that uh, he uh, could, he would take his pistol and blow his brains out. And uh, so Professor Fry tried to tell the man that he, that he was with Mr. Mahalia Jackson. It'd make him no different by Mahalia Jackson, <laughs> he said. I said, thank the Lord. I said, I'm proud of that because I wanted him to respect, I mean, to treat Professor Fry, no big Negro, treat us like we are uh, all the same, you know, but treat us right. Hey, that second thought of Henry about that song, the first thought was the way you sang it, the second was the song itself Brown babies. I think earlier you nursed little white babies. I think some of these white kids may be actual ones who were oh. attacking the marchers. It's quite oh, possible. My and are the little brown babies, though, they're the ones who are doing the marching today. And that's they're the ones who are sitting in. They want to grow the up. Ones who and they are growing up. Yes, that's right. Well, I, I'm. But you'd praying. say have grown up. Yes, they, they. As I said, they've watched their mothers and their fathers suffer. And half of the time there was no food there because. Their mothers had plenty of children, and uh, just like uh, they're trying to cut the the Negroes off of the that D what they call it ACD, yes, ABC. because there are more Negroes on it. Yeah. I, I'm not for that, and God told us to go in the world and replenish the world, and uh, 
there are more colored people on this ADC than they're white because, uh, uh, and they don't have jobs and they want to cut it off. I don't go for that. If, if the main thing we are, are each other's keeper and we should see that if our brothers don't have something, we need to give it to them. And then the most disgraceful thing is talking about stopping them from having babies because they're not married. Well, there, there's a lot more worse sin than a woman uh, uh, having a baby because she's doing what the what the what the book said before the marriage came along. We're talking about when he told Eve and Adam before they were married to go into the earth and replenish the earth. This, you know, and then men had Solomon and all them people had 900 wives. Now you got to be married to get a baby. Stop God. Uh, Earth from being. Hey, you're an advanced thinker. Watch it now. Uh, no, it hurts me. You know, this world will make you think. I tell you, it'll make you think because if you don't, you go down the drain in despair. And I don't believe in letting nothing uh, get down in my soul. I'll speak it out so I can be free. Because if it stay inside, well, my God, I'll become a hateful woman, and I don't want to hate. I want to love. God knows. Right now, the people down south that are mistreating, I feel that I could still. Well, this Be is, friends to them and do what I could. Yeah, this is, of course, the hope of uh, Reverend Martin Luther King and people like you and Ralph Abernathy, Reverend Abernathy. By the way, we should mention this uh, once again, this particular meeting. There'll be songs there, of course, won't at McCormick Place on oh, May Oh, there's going to be a lot of... Listen, I have not been trying to, to project uh, the, the artists. I've been trying to project the cause. If anybody uh, uh, in America loves freedom, uh, I would like for them to support this program at McCormick's place on the 27th. You can hear singing anytime, but the condition yeah. that you're living in, do you feel comfortable living like that? And whether you're black or white, anybody that likes freedom, there are some good white people that would, they're ashamed of the disgrace that's gone on the country of America. Uh, and it's all over Europe too, and, you know, it's bad. How can we win over the communists in other countries? With, who wants to come into a house full of <laughs> destruction as this, putting dogs on human beings and, and lynching them and, and uh, blowing up their houses and churches and things? Who wants to, you know, that's, and it's, it, some of these white people don't like that. They feel ashamed. They've said that to me. They feel ashamed. But uh, it's just a few personified ignorant white people down south are carrying that on. Personified ignorance. I mean, and I, when I say that, I mean that stud because I don't believe all of them are like that, but there are a few of them that, that are really destroying the, the land of the free. What you're talking, of course, is land of the free. You're talking about the people sitting by, standing by and watching it. It's a standing by. That's yes, evil too, Mahalia. That is. They won't help their yeah, friend. Standing by that, is uh, bad too. Their friend. I like a lot of people that sent donations and don't mention my name. I wonder why. Yeah. They're afraid they be, they'll lose their job. Uh, uh, I know they better not say I'm, I'm, I'm a communist because I'm not. Uh, I passed just through the communist state. and I, I, uh, Do you have to be a communist because you want freedom? Uh, what's wrong? If, if that's communist, then that's too bad. Then, then I must be one because sure enough want freedom. <laughs> I mean, clearly, though, no matter what you say about this uh, McCormick Place rally, at which Reverend King will be there, and Dinah Washington, and Dick Gregory, and Al Hibbler, who, by the way, both Dick Gregory, of course, we know, was down south, as was Al Hibbler. Uh, there will be 
talk, a very eloquent talk and sermon, eloquent sermon. Well, I'm sure there will be song too, too, but the song is part of the very yeah. song is part of the very expression. Well, that's all the world we've been taking the Negro as yeah. a great singer, but now no. he's thinking. Little I know bit. you're talking. I know this is a stereotype too, but I think this is part of the, the yeah. very rally. That's May 27th at 8:30 at McCormick Place, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, on 22nd in the lake, I think. You know, I, I just said something, and you sort of challenged me. It's rather interesting. You say, the stereotype. I mean, I was saying, it's going to be singing. Because some of the people read because he thought she's black. You see, yeah. she's a Negro. Everyone sing automatically. Oh. They sing all the time. Sing and dance. Yeah. Singing and dancing. But the fact well, is, with, singing is part of everybody's life. That's yes, the point. That's right. You do sing these spirituals oh, and these yeah. gospels when what? you do feel a certain My way. My God, that's the thing that gives us hopes and faith to go on. It's, it's, a, it's something like a... Uh, a doctor giving you one of those vitamin tablets mm. it revives you to, to let you know that as Dr. Martin Luther King said walk together children don't you get weary there's a great camp meeting yeah. in the promised land and this promised land is right here in America I was born here and ain't going here they expect to die right here too if they kill me for freedom then I'll be, be buried on the land of free as it is said right in America but we're going to walk together right here, sing together, shout together, and also fight together. And you're on your way. I'm on my way. You're on your way, my head. That's right. As all. And again, McCormick Place, May 27th. I'll see you there. Thank you so much.